I was looking out the window at all the boats bobbing on the harbour, thinking, oh, shit, I, what the fuck am I doing here? Today's guest, best-selling author, regular TV guest. She's also regarded as one of Australia's most prominent escorts. Now, run, there's a lot of women who actually want to do what you're doing. Well, since I went public, I've, I was... I have been and still are inundated with women who have written to me from all over the world, you know, Mauritius, New York, France, uh, wanting to do what I do. Give it up for Amanda Goff, boys. Ah, yeah. man. Well, you made Pete blush earlier, <laughs> just before the body. I've never seen him go red. I haven't even started yet. <laughs> He's going red again. This one's Get that the house. This one's on the house, boys. Yeah. <laughs> we get some more water over here. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about the the street workers? Because is that legal in Victoria? I actually did. I can't ask Because in that. St Kilda, like, that's, I that's think pretty, it is legal. pretty... Yeah, it's pretty common down there. I don't see them. Why are you looking at me? Oh, no, I don't see them. No one's ever lucky. I think the only lucky you get in life is where you're born, and then you make the rest. Stick around. It's going to be a good ride. Hollywood's arrived. Yeah, I'm ready. We're on 30, 40 seconds in, mate. Great, I love it. Tick, tick, tick. I love the time. Tick, How, how's the week, boys? What's happening? How's the week? Well, mate, how's your back? Just quietly. Is there a few, few oh, wounds? A new chair. A few back wounds time. in your back? Oh, the coxie, actually. Oh, no, someone was just backstabbing you before. Oh, when oh you're downstairs. are you talking about me? Yeah. Oh. Go away. Bullshit. Your mate next to you was just backstabbing oh, you. That's not quite true. That's a heavy. That's 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 go, that's going a bit hard. No, you were. No, 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 let no, me explain. Well, Please let up. me explain. I need to explain. I need to explain. So I was explaining to Dan. I asked him how he felt about pleasantries on the email. So when people send back an email that says thanks or. Um, in your case, a gif of like some kid dancing or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Because don't you reckon, because for me, because you know what's happened to me recently, I'm going to explain PK. So I wasn't bagging, but I did say that PK's a bad... I did I'm, say that I'm you're... I've got a thick skin, mate. Come on. You're, yeah, a, yeah. you're a culprit. Because I'm like, you, you can't be working hard enough if you've got time to, to send out gifts and thank yous and stuff. Because here's what happened. There's, there's no time to enjoy the journey, Dan. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> That's oh, true. I don't know who's side Well, I'd get an so. email, right? I'd get an email and I'd think it was over and then I'd get another email and I'd open it because I think, oh, shit, I better open it just in case it's important. So I'd stop what I'm doing. I'd open it and it'd be thanks. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? I just stopped what I was doing for thanks. Mm. So then what happens is the boy that cried wolf, the next time that same person will email me and I'll see it there and I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. They can thank me later, you know what I mean? Mm. And then what happens, three hours later, get a phone call. Don't you check your emails, you know what I mean? And it's because <laughs> it's because I've thought I've made the assumption that someone just said thank you, but it was something important. I, I kind well, of I think, you know, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Do I, you do? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a waste of time sending a, a thank you email. Yeah. I, it's, look, got to, to, it's got to be some more context. Got to be some more context. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I don't even like the hi, how are you going, blah, blah, blah. Just give me the question. No, no, I don't oh, mind no, I don't that. like that. I'm, I don't mind I'm that. I'm very blunt but in emails. stop sending me thank yous and, and oh, well, I'm a got it or I'll see, you know, just unless it's business, let's keep it business. And, yeah. and I, I agree. Our, uh, our new solicitor, shout out Mike, Mickey, Aiken Partners, Mickey legend. Boy. Every time it's, I say thank you to him. Yeah. I say thanks for sorting that out, mate. Yeah. Which I, I believe I like to do that. Yeah. But then he sends back any time, Pete. Yeah, so, so that, that's like on top of the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's just too. That's two emails too many, man. <laughs> Way too many. There's Love two, you, Mike. No, Love but you. that's too too many, PK. And and look, I probably should have spoken to you. No, <laughs> face no, to no. Face. But, but the thing but, is, the thing is, if he says, "Hey, Peter, 
I've lodged that mortgage on the property for you. Um, it's all sorted. You probably do have to respond. That, that's that, that's, that's, that a, respo- that that's a response, but I'll tell you so who's guilty. I'll tell you who's guilty. He's guilty. For he say, he yeah. doesn't need to say Correct. Roger that, exactly Peter. Right. So I'm not too wrong. No, you're one wrong, wrong, one wrong. wrong, wrong. Well, well, Benny was bagging you about that, but in here. But why don't you then, <laughs> on, you know, on the bottom of your email where you have your, all your details. Do not reply. No, you. I have at the bottom, please do not take offence if I don't say oh. the bullshit. That is articulated in a better way. Any of the stuff. I just say like a little thing at the bottom to say, you know, I'm not saying hello to you and not yeah. saying thanks. Well, to any of the staff, because this is an efficient way to get it out to the staff. Right? Oh, it's just a nice way of telling <laughs> the staff. If there's any of the staff that want to reply to me, unless there's a question or there's some context or you need something I don't need a thank you is that oh. to lean as well in Bond no Lino's, no, Lino's <laughs> pretty good Lino's pretty good you don't do that do you Lino do you oh, also, nah, Lino also another one you need to remember that when you do the pays and we say hey Benny do the pays you weren't sending out done because That's you were true. thinking that was a waste correct we've got the pays ready to get paid <laughs> So I was it's trying 10 to... 10 o'clock at night. Haven't got anything from Benny. So, Benny, you done the page? Trying yeah, to yeah, lead yeah, from yeah, the front. I did them. I did them. Did they check their account? Say, That's me, how you know if you've been paid. Tell me if it's done. No, no, no. I check need your account. I paid so I can take it off my list. <laughs> and I, go, All right, I can send done on that one. That makes sense, right? But I stopped sending done because I was like... Oh, He's just cutting back me. emails everywhere, this guy. <laughs> I'm pretty busy, man. Sounds like a bit of tension over that side of the no, no, desk. No, no, we're good. I'm, we're glad good. I'm sitting over mate, here. You know what? You know what? If that's the biggest problem we've got in this joint, we're flying. We are. Big one today, boys. Big one. Great one. Where was... No segue? Well done. No segue. <laughs> <laughs> no Trying segue. to get it away off me backstabbing me business partner, you know? Well, thanks for, thanks for having my back, yeah, mate. fuck you, Dan. I thought I'd let back you know. Back him out. Yeah, I thought I'd let you know. <laughs> Welcome back to Australia's number one podcast. We're the Little Fish, and we speak to the big fish about town each and every week. Like, share, subscribe. Share with anyone who's getting value. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I think we look at the stats and legit, like 90% of the people out there that watch and listen don't subscribe, which is crazy to me. So yeah, help us out. Give us a like, subscribe. Give us a subscribe. Help or yourself review. out. Do yourself a favour. Review, subscribe. review. It'll come to you. You don't subscribe. have to look for it. You, you subscribe, turn the bell notifications on so you don't miss a thing. I was going to say, and what is subscribe doing? Well, you subscribe and turn the bell notifications on so you get a notification. (laughs) We need another notification. We don't know, man. We've just seen other people say the same. I tell you what. I should be pumping us up, but who could be fucked listening to another notification on your phone? But I tell you what, it means you don't miss. And I tell you what, today's guest, when it gets released, you don't want to miss it. That is true, man. So subscribe. So now is John boys and turn the bell notifications on. And reviews as well. The reviews have got to help, yeah? I'm sure you can. Let's get to our guest. Yeah, okay. Today's guest, best-selling author, regular TV guest and journalist. She's also regarded as one of Australia's most prominent escorts. Mm. Bit of a different flavour today, boys. At the height of her career, her next guest was not only the highest paid escort in the industry, charging up to 1500 an hour, she's proud to say that saving marriage is in the process. That's big wow. It was something that happened, which will be super interesting to unpack, boys, all under the alias of Samantha X. Sammy. Oh, yeah, that's might, might be a hint to everyone out there. <laughs> There's a few people out there going... <laughs> Oh, Sammy's on the podcast. <laughs> after, confront- after confronting a tumultuous relationship with alcohol and receiving life-changing bipolar disorder diagnosis, she finally hung up the stilettos, closed her escort agency, Samantha X, after dark in the pursuit of a more traditional life. Traditional? traditional? Yeah, I What's traditional, gonna, I knew you were going to Tell me that. that. To find traditional, I don't write this stuff, man. You know? Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge that, you know. <laughs> okay, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not our traditional no, well, man. Well, I'm, I'm very untraditional, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> Today, she works as a columnist, a journalist, and has recently had her life optioned for film. 
That, that's that, good, that's how big a story yeah, this yeah. life is. It means you've lived it a good life. It needs to be turned into a film. Yeah, you yeah, means yeah, you've yeah. lived that's a good life. That's been a good one, man. There's not too many, yeah. Give it up for Amanda Goff, boys. Ah, Amanda. And flew down from Sydney. Yeah, yeah, you're a legend. Thank you very right. much for travelling. Great, a great, great effort for getting down here, and and loves Melbourne. Amanda, I love you tell Melbourne, us. and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I've never been with three men like this before. Actually, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. Three, three, three yeah, men as good, good looking as us. <laughs> well, you made Pete blush earlier just I before have. the party. I've never I, seen him go red. I, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> And He's going red again. And this one's, on the, house. This one's on the house, boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get some more water over here. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, for, for anyone listening, the boys are so shy and embarrassed. This is, <laughs> this is fantastic. Now, I've always said that the most powerful person in the room full of men is a woman. So That is yeah. true. Yeah, I agree. Me and Lena on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Amanda, like we said, thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks for your time. Can we start this sort of back before you had that change in careers? I think it's been well yes. documented. Yes. All that sort of thing. We'd love to know who was Amanda before mm-hmm. before you started. Before the before, madness. Before the madness. Before we'll get the to madness. the madness. There's no issues there, but <laughs> who, who was Amanda before that? Whoops, I missed my mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, what, what, from childhood or are we, uh, this is this like, this is your life? No, 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 not, no, not so much, not so much. Are you going to bring out my school teacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. No, 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 this isn't that type of... Um, no, no, Amanda, so just, I guess, what was life like before you made that decision? Okay, so... so you know, recently before that. Okay, so I moved to Australia when I was about 26. Yes. Um, from? From London. I grew okay. up in London, in yeah. Wimbledon. Um, I worked at the tennis. I was a towel girl, believe it or not, for one oh. year. Um, so that means taking the, the t- dirty towels off the players and... I was the most popular person because everyone wanted the towels. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I digress. So I moved <laughs> to Australia um, and I was a journalist in London f- on um, the tabloids and I was a journalist in Australia. So I was working for most publications and, and TV network. Um, so I had a great job. I was a successful journalist. Um, I had, uh, you know, I was in a relationship, a very nice, normal relationship and had two children. Um, and I decided to well the relationship didn't work okay um and about a year after the separation i became samantha i decided to jack it in and become samantha um yeah that, that's basically how it started and, and samantha's the alias yes. for this new career yes. so i that you're yes. about to embark on yes yeah, so i so i was working three days a week as a journalist yeah. and two days a week as Samantha and I was making more money as Samantha and having more fun mm-hmm. than I was as three days working nine to five. Yeah. So I was making a you know, shitload of money and having great experiences and, you know, my skill as a journalist was to listen and as an escort you definitely need to listen. So nice listen. and I just thought there's nothing wrong with it. I was, you know, in my late thirties, I'm forty eight now, I was in my late thirties and, you know, I've been there, done it. I'd had the kids, had the career, and to me it seemed like the perfect time to do something I'd always thought about doing. Mm. If you look back, Samantha, like mm. over, I guess, Amanda. Lee, doesn't oh, sorry, matter, you Amanda. can call yeah. me whatever. Benny will bugger this up oh, for no. the next hour. Anyway, It's carry okay. On. Benny, you can call me whatever. No, so, <laughs> now, on, now, now I'm he's blushing. Now I'm blushing. <laughs> but um, if you look back now in hindsight, yes. right, can you identify, say, influences or things that, 
that happened throughout your journey as a kid, whether over yes. in London, that, that that conditioned you in a way to be able to, yeah, to find make yourself. Make that move. Yeah, to be able to make that move yeah. and, and be conditioned to go, yeah, man, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it, look, I don't think most, I don't think many girls, uh, you know, dream of being an yeah. escort. And I certainly didn't. I was dreamt of being a journalist, which I did achieve um but i remember going to uh we used to go because i grew up in london we used to go to south france every year and i used to see these you know glamorous women i yeah bear in mind i'm saying this is in the eyes of a teenage girl yeah. I, used to, I used to look out of the window um on a really busy street in nice called the promenade Anglais, and i used to see these very glamorous women getting into mercedes rolls royces and i used to bearing in mind i'm 13 14 15 and i'm like oh wow they, they're so glamorous you know mm. and they're getting into these cars and it was just i was just so intrigued by this world um and my mum said, oh, they're, they're femme de la nuit, you know, ladies of the night. And so, of course, I was in overdrive research research. <laughs> and then I saw The Secret Diary of a London Cool Girl. And I don't know if you've seen that. No. That was my training. And that, that, yeah. yeah, and it was about, a, a, you know, it's a true story of us. Um, she's now a scientist, a doctor. And she was uh, a cool girl in London, and it was basically tells her story. And it was made, she wrote a book about it, and it was made into a TV series. And so I was just, I just thought there was nothing wrong with it. You know, I got sick of having sex for free with dickheads, to be honest, in my late thirties. <laughs> Might as well make a buck. Well, yeah. I thought I, I actually, and I still stand by this: if men are going to waste my time, they can pay for it. So, you know, having been single for a, a, over a year. Um, when I separated, I just thought now's the time. And I was sort of, it was almost like as a journalist, I wanted to find, I wanted to be the story. I wanted to find out the story. Mm. And, I, and then I suddenly ended up the story. So, yeah. So it was sort of curiosity. It was curiosity, curiosity. For sure. And Amanda, what was that first time like going out there? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing you'd be super nervous or so not. So nervous. Yeah. And how do you get, like, how do you, how do you go, start? How do you get the gig? How does how Amanda do become Samantha? So many how questions, you, yeah, boys. Yeah. Calm oh, down. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, there's no training. Yeah. Um, well, you've trained your whole life, I guess. <laughs> sort exactly. of. Well, not your whole life, but your adulthood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just made a few phone calls and ended up in this penthouse in Sydney, North Sydney, this this exclusive penthouse where there was like one or two girls working. And I remember speaking to the madame and she was this very posh, 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 posh lady. Oh, you'll do very well here, darling. You know, and... Um, <laughs> You know, she called the clients things like toadfish or, um, you know, a bad teeth dentist or, or things uh, like that. And uh. um, I, I decided to, yeah, she gave me a go. And then my first client, I just remember sitting there thinking, I was looking out the window at all the boats bobbing on the harbour, thinking, oh, shit, I, what the fuck am I doing here? I just want to be <laughs> on one of those boats. But um, it was such an anticlimax, literally. Um it was, I think it was for an hour, two hours, and all, all he mostly did was talk. And that's when I realised the sex industry wasn't about sex. Mm, what do you mean by talking wow. like the... Just, he was just like talking about this guy. And I'll, I'll never forget him. He was just talk Actually, he was talking about the voice on TV, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. And he was just talking about how much he loved Delta Goodrum. And, <laughs> you know, and then I just sat there listening to it thinking, I can't believe this is it. This is all, you know, this is it. And then he was talking about how he was going to get the train to Wollongong after. And, and I just thought, God, these men are just, you know, starved of any kind of emotional connection. Um, and then I realised that I was actually going to be pretty good at this job. And that was the first time you thought, wow, this is easy money. Yeah. I mean, look, it's really controversial, the fact that it, it's 
has been called easy money because it's not really easy. It can be mentally draining. Um, But yeah, I sat there thinking, God, I actually really love this. I love men. I love finding out about men's stories. Like I'm addicted to it. And I understand men and I understand and I love men and I, I certainly love them more from being Samantha than than previous. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. You'd think you know, some would turn them off men, off males. Because yeah. they get to see correct me if I'm wrong, but the assumption would be that you get to see a guy the real the real guy, right? Because most people keep that's a bit of a secret if they're going to if they're going to go and uh, have a relationship with an escort it's almost like it's a, it's a dark sort of secret yeah but you get to see the real person i get to see the real person which not which you know you're, you're the exception no one really gets to see the real no person one. and i would have thought yeah my assumption would have been that it would turn you know the real guys probably turn the females off but it's the opposite for me yeah. i can't speak for yeah, yeah, true. for me mm. but yeah because you know, I mean, I've had clients that are very powerful and, and famous, or, and I've had clients that are just normal guys, and everyone, they're all the same, you know, the, and I've said this before, when you're naked, everyone's vulnerable, so you're on the same level, yeah. um, and men say the same thing, I hear the same thing from men, and I, you know, I just, I almost, I actually feel sorry for men that they don't have that emotional outlet, or they don't, you know, I've heard things that even their families haven't heard, so. Wow, I find that bizarre, not bizarre, but very interesting that guys, they're coming to an escort to just a vent, is that yeah. what's happening? Well, I don't think they, they or consciously decide that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they're going there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With another plan. Yeah. The chest is out when they walk in. You know, let's yeah. go. But yeah, but then once you get in the setting... Sorry, Benny, you're not Amanda. Them. Sorry, Can yeah. we let her talk? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a, a private no, no, escort. No, no, we don't know no, about. No, no. He's speaking from experience. Yeah. Benny, <laughs> Benny after dark. <laughs> Benny X Benny after X. dark. <laughs> Would he go all right, Benny X? Yeah. I'm sure he oh. yeah. Well, we'll soon find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now he's blushing. <laughs> I'm definitely blushing. Um, yeah, I find it. I find it interesting that that's what guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've often said to them, you know, because they used to charge a lot of money. Yeah. Do you think you might see a therapist? And they said, Well, but I want to see a therapist. I'm just going to be judged. And I'm thinking, Well, a therapist is like thousand, thirteen hundred dollars cheaper than me. But um, mm. you know, I think men feel they don't mean to vent or. or blah they just feel comfortable to do that and I think being a journalist and and knowing how to get something I'm not that I mean deliberately try to get but but I think just listening to them Mm. knowing that I'm not going to judge them or think they're a shit human or that um you know blah blah Mm. Is, is it a dangerous pursuit um I think just meeting with random different uh, I don't think more dangerous than online dating. Yeah. In fact, I think it's probably safer than online yeah, dating true. because we do our due diligence and you know we have ways of finding out who someone is and yep. their name before they even give us their name. So I'm not going to obviously tell people how we do that, but we do. Yeah. Um, and if someone has had a situation with a client, that will be reported in certain apps. So we gotcha. could, we're very so, so like blacklisted. Yeah. Blacklisted. Yeah. Um. And touch wood, you know, I've been very lucky. Obviously, it, I can only speak from my experience, but yeah, I, I've never felt unsafe. I felt unsafe with boyfriends, or I felt unsafe mm. with guys I've dated, but I've never felt unsafe as a as a sex worker. There you go. Yeah, the men, you know, like in, uh, in my experience, men don't pay fifteen hundred dollars an hour to be a dickhead. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Is that playing at that end? 
of the industry? Is that a thing? Possibly, yes. Yep. And, you know, I'm sure street workers have a very different mm. experience. Mm. However, yep. the job isn't dangerous. Some men are dangerous, you know, whether you meet them yep. on Tinder or whether you meet them on an alleyway or they're paying for this service. Or even at a bar. Like, or even at a bar. Could be anywhere. You yeah. know, so, um, you know, I don't think a man's going to pay that much amount of money just to be uh, yeah a dick and I, yeah, I've always yeah. said that if a man's a dickhead he'll give it away pretty quickly before you agree to see him yeah so um, he doesn't know he's a dickhead yeah so they they give it away in clues of yeah. the way they message and I yeah. always ask them what they do for work and what experience they're looking for not because I care what they do for oh, work, that's like part of that due handle. diligence process yeah. yep nice yeah 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 so Amanda d- were you earning that money from day one or is it no no no, no. No, God, I'd be... So, so you started off in the penthouse in Sydney? Yeah. And then... And then I just, you know, then I wrote my books because as a journalist, I thought, how can I not write a book about this? Yeah. Um, and then I wrote my other book. And then once I became sort of a celebrity escort, then I could charge those kind of that kind of money. And it's ama- <laughs> it amazed me because I went from like, you know, 400, 600, 800,000, 1,200. And I thought, oh my God, can I put it up to 15? So you just keep now? putting it up. Who the hell is going to pay for a 48-year-old woman? 1,500, I mean... Wow. I was busy, you know. Was that when, once you became famous, more high-profile businessmen and, and maybe celebrities were starting to hit the inbox, would you say? Uh, no. And were any of them looking for freebies? The, the the big celebrities or, you know... Actually, I do have a story. Yes. <laughs> yes. Bring it. <laughs> There's always one in there. I yeah, yeah. do yeah. have a story. This is a good one. This is an A-lister. Hollywood yes. A-lister. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood A-lister. Wow. And he was in Sydney, and we're not saying when, but he booked one of my girls, and he negotiated on the price, which I could not believe. Like, I think it was 800 and he tried to negotiate to 600 and this guy's worth like millions, mm. um, and yeah, I refused to send girls out to him again because he was such a tight ass. Mm. Is that an ego power thing more, or is it? I don't know. Maybe probably just maybe a businessman trying to think he's negotiating. <laughs> yeah, business. Yeah, and and, and mm-hmm. he brought the McDonald's up from. He was staying in the fancy hotel in Sydney, and they had to bring him a microwave so he could heat up his Big Mac. Wow, yeah. God, Jeez. interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I can't give you any sex no, no, stories no, about that's... that, but you know. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have got one about him, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but yes, so no, no. Most, uh, the, the, the only clients I didn't like were the really good-looking ones because, oh, you should be paying me. Um, <laughs> and invariably, the sex was shit. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. In fact, I think high-profile people prefer women who are not high-profile because they don't uh, want to get caught. It's a dominance. On yeah. Well, they didn't want to be seen with you yeah. know, someone that could be recognised. Gotcha. Amanda, Samantha X, when did you? Uh, when did she come to life? Was that when you started in the industry and you're like, all right, this is my A-list because you need usually get an A-list? Yeah, no, was I didn't that, know. Or was that prior? Yeah, I was a different name until I wrote my book. Gotcha. And then I decided to be Samantha because I love Sex in the City and I love Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And the X was just a mistake. I just I just said to the publisher, I, I don't know what to call myself. I'll just I'll, I'll put a cross and I'll think about it later. And I just never did. So just stuck. There you go. Come on, yeah. Connie. And so, uh, Amanda, are the books about the journey of starting? Yeah, yeah the first book, Hooked, was about the journey, about how, you know, a bit about my childhood and being a journalist and how you know, and how I went from that to an escort. Mm. Um, 
And the second book was about me falling in love with a client, which was a big mistake. And he was from Melbourne. That was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever catch the feels? Yeah, the I clients did. I did. More than one? Was it that one guy? Or was Just one. I think yeah. every you know escort makes that mistake once. Yeah, right. And how does that end up? I ended up in court. With <laughs> 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 a restraining order. <laughs> And the, and the judge said to me, usually I give restraining orders for a year. You've got this one for life. Oh, And he oh, was really? a very charming businessman, you know, and yeah, it just ended up a fucking disaster. So, yeah. yeah. Is that a common, could that be common in yeah, the industry? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. How, how, yeah. how, how do you do that? Like though, um, with, because from doing the research, some mm. of these guys um, are more, like you said, it's not about the sex. It's about the, the relationship, having someone to talk to and stuff. Mm. So, yeah. So, how, how, lost me say, what I'm saying, Pete. Bang, lost it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you would be getting connected to oh, someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're, you're getting to know yeah, them you and you build a relationship yeah. with them. Yeah, because yeah, I heard somewhere that you're 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 starting to wind it down, or you when you were starting to wind yes. it down. Some of these people you probably had long term relationships with. Uh, yeah, I still do. And that your friends. friends. So yeah, yeah, how do you turn your emotions off or uh, make it so that you don't catch the? Well, feels? men do that all the time. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> <they>? <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't men do that all the time? Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah good point. Women, women can do that too. Yeah. 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 Or maybe I just think like a man. I don't know. Yeah. So just business is business. Just business is business. Yeah. You That's know, it. and when they leave, I don't. Think think you know i feel bad if a client's listening to this but you know i don't think about it it's just yeah is that know? does the alias help that like is was it yes. sort of like hey samantha did that and amanda did that is that yeah and i think that's why one of the reasons why women create or men and women create aliases is to you know that was that her personality and mm. you know I, i'm in real life i'm quite shy and um you know i take I, i'm probably a very romantic and unrealistically romantic so if i meet someone in the street i think oh yeah that, that's the man i'm gonna marry and obviously you know i go off in that tangent <laughs> whereas the samantha i just you know there's thousand dollars right there yeah. you know so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it came in very useful yeah yeah and um, particularly when i hear all these men's crying and telling me all their deep dark secrets and i just could you know, protect myself with the alias. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But Samantha is way more confident and um, probably better with men than I am. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. With on this on here, we like to talk about a bit of business as well. Yes. I'm intri- intrigued in. Obviously, you started in the penthouse in Sydney, and yes. you were by yourself, sole trader. Yes. essentially, <laughs> um, and that was for you were saying four hundred. I think I was about uh, yes, a long time ago, about yeah. four hundred. Yeah. And then, obviously, you created a business. So it got to a point where you're yes. like, well, I'm creating a name, creating a brand. And then you started to employ people and run a business. What was that like? Look, yeah, I mean, it was, I'm not, I, I'm a very, glo- I, I think globally. I don't think detailed. So I'm not very good at doing my tax and, and, mm. and, and spreadsheets and stuff. I, I can think bigger picture stuff. Mm. So uh, I employed someone who was very good at that, who who did spreadsheets and bored the shit out of me and went <laughs> on about tax and blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, sort, sorted out bank stuff. And so we really worked well together and we created an escort agency. Um, and we were inundated with women who were, you know, mostly age 40 plus who wanted to have a bit of Samantha in their lives, you know, they wanted to feel a desire and wanted to be a high-class escort and, you know, got sick of dating, the husbands left them or, or whatever, or they left their husbands, you know, they've just had kids. Um, but in answer to your question, running a business is, in the adult industry, is just like running a normal business. You're dealing with people. Yeah, and yeah. Um, 
people are a pain in the ass <laughs> <laughs> and they're unreliable and yeah. you know they steal clients or they'll not all of them but they'll you know yeah. not turn up for a job or they'll mm. you know and I realized that actually the, the business wasn't the brand the brand was me and mm. so when I when I closed the business I realized that it was probably for the best for the best, and I don't regret it at all yeah. It was hard work, and I'm not really a businessy, businessy person. What kind honest. of red tape did you have to set up an escort agency? Like, is there licenses or yeah. regulations? Like, what kind of stuff? Well, did Melbourne, you have to, yeah. Victoria, particularly, is um, lots of red tape. You can't have an from from memory. You can't have an escort agency in Melbourne. Um, I don't think you can make money off someone else working in Melbourne in the so adult industry. There's one just over here. What address uh, is it? Uh, what, what's it called? The Confidential 59. Collingwood Confidential. I think that's a brothel. Oh, okay. So different. Oh. Yeah, you can have brothels, but I don't think you can have an escort agency. So, what's, can you explain the difference? Brothel is where you go in. Okay. Have you guys never been to a brothel? Are we going to pretend this game? Are we going <laughs> to have this game? I've <laughs> never <laughs> been to a brothel. Hand on hard eyes. Funny, I never have. Every man I've interviewed has never been to a brothel. It's incredible. <laughs> These are the three most boring blokes you've yeah, ever met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wang. <laughs> Wang, Wang Arata hasn't got a brothel. <laughs> okay. You know I'm it. happy to play that game for yeah. um, But no, the so. difference, so I genuinely don't know. I just, my assumption was yeah. an escort agency and a brothel were the same no, thing. No, they're not at all. Yeah. Yeah. They're not at all. So we didn't have premises. We had just phones. And so we would book hotel right. rooms. And, and in Melbourne, Victoria, I think it's still illegal. I don't know. You're not allowed to do that. You can have brothels, which is what that place is that you peer through the window at. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Drive past every day. <laughs> just doing some research. <laughs> Why does he go down that street yeah, every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you have a relationship with then um, hotels? Do you have to have yeah, a... The hotels know what you're doing. They do. Yeah. And in fact, actually, a, f- a lady at the front desk sent me an email saying, I see you guys coming to the hotel and I know you're making way more money than me and I want to come and work for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, did she get a job? I can't remember. No. I probably did get rid of it. What about the the street workers? Because is that legal in Victoria? I actually do. I can't. Because in that. St Kilda, like that's. I that's think pretty, it is legal. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty common down there. I don't see them. Why are you looking at me? Oh no! Ask the next time. You did the block in St Kilda. You know, <laughs> like, down there perusing I, the streets. I didn't think it was legal. I thought they had to. <laughs> they were being they illegal. They got to. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I think, I think it's game. been decriminalised recently. And oh, I know okay. Fiona Patton, the MP, is who um, is very vocal in that. And I reckon they should be, right? People should be able to do whatever the, what they want to do as long as they're not harming anyone else. And I believe that, you know, they're going to do it anyway. So they're better off regulating and having right. some control it over it. It protects the women more. Correct, yeah. 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 Otherwise, you're pushing it under dark and that's when it becomes Yeah, yeah. everyone's going to do it anyway. Exactly. I've got a question around, you were talking about how you hate tax, paying tax. I thought it would be a cash business. That's that's just my you assumption. You tried to me into the tax. No, no, no. Well, you just say before you like you don't like tax. Well, like, we, we, how do you run a business when it's all? Well, you have to pay tax. You know, you have to pay. It's like a trade. It's called honesty, dear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I pay my tax. Yeah. Um, you know, you pay tax, otherwise we wouldn't be able to have a business. Yeah. So I've got a great accountant. <laughs> sure. But you know, when the girls, uh, women, approach me wanting to work in the agent in the escort in the adult world because I still mentor them I, I always put them in touch with an accountant because the, if you know a lot of girls they can make so much money a lot of girls buy properties you know they don't yeah. just piss their money up and buying Chanel bags they, mm, they do something with it so yeah. you've got to pay tax you know it's a business yeah and even if you ever want a loan or something you've got to show that you're that's making right. income and yeah. it's a legal yeah. it's a legal profession so yeah. 
Yeah. You know, the ATO don't care where you're getting it as long as you pay tax. So is there super going on as well? Like when you had the, the agency, so were you paying the girls super? No, 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 no. It was just so, you know, if they were 800 now, we'd get 60% of that. So no, we'd get 40% it's like of a, that. It's like, it's like a subby. You know what I mean? Okay. You organise a chippy. Yep. Yeah. does the job. Blah, blah, blah. Away you go. Amanda, you talk about, oh, you know, we said in the intro you were diagnosed with bipolar. Yeah. So it was this... Split personality thing you yeah. going on. Yeah, I was classic bipolar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is that, you know, do you still, is Samantha still a thing? Do you still uh, suffer with that at all? Um, or is that? Well, I still have bipolar, but I'm medicated for it now. You're medicated um, for it. And there's bipolar one on two, and I've yep. got two. So it's, a, it's, not, it's a not, it's not as severe. Yeah, yeah. But it makes total sense why I created this character. And, you know, when, when I was diagnosed about 18 months ago, it just made so much sense that I had this, you know, and I, I created my books. I think I was in a mania stage as well, that I didn't give a shit about what anyone thought. And, you know, now I'm medicated. I'm very cautious about what I, you know, I'm shy about talking about sex, actually, believe it or not. Yeah. And I'm, I, I just can't believe I did all of that and was so public, you know, like there's being... You know, there's being a sex worker and there's being a sex worker that goes on TV. On the, on na- yeah, on national yeah. Like, oh my God, what was I thinking? <laughs> but um, no regrets, you know. I'm just, and bipolar is a gift. It gave me my creativity. Yeah. And now I'm medicated. It's harder to be creative. Yeah. Like I want to write my third book, but I'm just struggling a little bit. So It's crazy that you can go through like that many years and, and just not realise that you've got something, you know, there's, there is like a, chemical or whatever bipolar is like a, an indifference and just not just not knowing like it's know. yeah it's crazy apparently everyone else knew around yeah me. Like, no <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. I was La- like, last to find out <laughs> i was the last to find out um but yeah no i don't i don't i, I I'm, I'm glad i have bipolar in a way i don't i don't think it's a necessarily a bad thing if it's medicated but yeah. the high, highest risk of suicide out of all mental illnesses yeah, yeah wow there you go i, I Sorry, PK. I did. I heard you say in an interview that there was um, that there was times where you were suicidal. Yes. Can you sort of talk to us about that, like what that looked like for you, yeah. and and do you know why you were able to stay strong and, and get your life back to you know we can come to the number one podcast in Australia? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just heard you were really hot. You <laughs> um, was in Melbourne actually, um, uh, and I, I was literally wanting to jump out of the window in the hotel. Um, and that was, I was hungover. I'd been partying all night, the guilt and shame of being Samantha, because I do, I still feel a lot of guilt and shame sometimes about what I've done and what I do and blah, blah. Uh, and um, oh, that night I went to my first recovery meeting um, and that changed my life. But yeah, look, even in sobriety, there have been days where I was really, I didn't want to exist anymore and everyone would be better off without me and... Yeah, it's it's a struggle sometimes. W- were there drugs involved? Because you've mentioned alcohol yeah. a, a oh, few times. Yeah, I was times. a cocaine, champagne go- party girl. Yeah. you know, I mean. So like the bit of the stereo, yeah, the stereotypical. Yeah, but it was never party. with clients. Yep. It was my clients would die if I did drugs. Yeah, you know, they were right. so conservative, and you know, I just drink water with them. But <laughs> it was more in my personal life, you know, because most people, not most people, but if you're in that scene, you're in that yeah, scene. Absolutely. You know, it's not unheard of these days. Everyone's doing it everyone seems to be doing it so and i see all these celebrities now who are struggling in and out of rehab and and i really feel for them i didn't want to end up i didn't want to end up hanging myself and i i was going that way you know there was going to be no happy ending and do do you have tools did you have tools to help sort of overcome those thoughts and that yeah um 
medication. Yeah. It's getting support from psychologist and recovery, you know, um, getting sober, going to AA and changed my life. Yeah, nice. And you're still sober yeah. now, so you don't yeah. drink at all. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and do you think, sorry, Pete, um, now that you're mentoring these young girls coming through, is that sort of helping you as well? Like, is that... Okay, is that so like therapy to you as well? To yeah, a degree, or? just with the young girls, I, I really, I don't glamorise the industry to young girls and I, it's not a job, I don't think, for young girls and I, I probably am going to be killed for saying this by young girls that do work. But, um, it, you know, I don't advise any girl to go into this industry. Um, you know, I went in in my late 30s. You know, I'd had a career and I mm. had kids and, I, you know, I'd done all that. I, you know, I'm worried when young girls go into this that they they get addicted to the money and the thrill and the fun and the connections that they don't then go and have their kids if they want to have kids or they don't go and have their careers. And I see it all the time, so I don't recommend it to young women. I was more mentoring women in their late 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s. In their 60s, yeah. starting off? Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's I don't want women, young women to, to, to listen to this and go, oh, I'm going to do this when I leave school. It's, you know, don't. So they're don't maybe, live a life first. Don't. Yeah. Maybe not mature enough to handle what comes with the industry. <sighs> Haven't lived yet. Yeah. yeah, I do think Sounds so. Sounds pretty, it can be pretty yeah, fast paced. Clients can be quite manipulative and you yeah, need okay. to know how to handle men. And only life experience can give you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think because this job is so much of it is listening and talking and hearing things you might not necessarily want to hear or, you know, a client of mine had been sexually abused as a child and hadn't even told his wife. So, mm. you know, you have to have a certain amount of maturity to deal with something like that. But I'm not saying young girls aren't mature. I'm just saying it's not all about money and the fast life. Yeah. You know, it will catch up with you. Caught yeah. up with me. Yeah. Amanda, there's a... I heard on a podcast earlier, there's a story of like a pivotal sliding doors moment where you were that party girl and mm. you were on the grog and you went to a party in Bondi. Mm. Can you tell us about that moment that it sounds like it uh, sort of shook you a bit and, and jolted you into, yeah. into gear? It did. Um, so I was at a barbecue, very civilised barbecue. <laughs> so of course I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> 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 and of course I went there thinking don't fuck it up don't yeah. fuck it up don't fuck it up don't drink don't cause I got smashed yeah. and uh, I ended up with my dress the wrong way round oh my god all these mums and dads from school just looking at me and oh, it was I, a school barbecue yes <laughs> and it was during the day as well yes. so it's during the day school barbecue this yeah awesome. and I was like don't fuck it up so I fuck it up and then um I, I I remember vaguely, I said something vaguely offensive to someone. I can't remember what it was, thank God. And the next day I rang the host and I said, oh, I, I think I said something, I'm sorry if I offended you. And she said, actually, you did offend me. And she said, um, look, Amanda, I can't tell you what to do with your life. Uh, she, she said, but I used to be like you. I used to be the party girl. And then my boyfriend jumped off the gap, which is a cliff in Sydney. Mm. Um, she said, and I can't tell you what to do, but I wish you well. And she said, "That's the, I've been sober for 10 years because of what I've been through. And that was just a real, well, first of all, it was a light bulb moment because I thought she was going to go, oh, don't worry, we're all smashed. But then I realised, obviously, I was the most smashed person there. <laughs> and um, I thought, I don't want to end up jumping off the gap. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think I got sober that day or even that week, mm. but I still, that was like my light bulb moment. And when I see this mum, sometimes I say thank you because she mm. probably saved my life. Yeah. And I still don't know the offensive thing I said, and I do not want to know. <laughs> yeah. the thing I said. Well, when the old dress is backwards and oh behind, and could have been anything by the sounds of it. Oh my gosh! 
sounds like a Dom Perignon sort of day, was it? Yeah. The old champers the catches up. Yeah. <laughs> In the heat. Oh, I'm feeling hungover just thinking about it, actually. Um, something that we found interesting, we're chatting, chatting before you come in. Um, Nervously. Nervous, <laughs> blushing. Pete was red in the face too. Oh, I'm always red in the face. You're red in the face. Uh, but I'm nervous. Something. I'm not really. Australia's number one podcast, yeah. no doubt. Hello. Uh, but we we're thinking because it was news to us that I think you said a stat maybe fifty fifty of men like just that, you know, that come in, you know, thinking they want sex. Yeah. But then wanting a, you know, that conversation, that companion piece, all that sort of thing. Like you've had uh, dates. Where you've watched cricket on the couch, mm-hmm. and you've had coffees, and you've had dinners, and all this sort of stuff. Like the cricket was painful. Cricket yeah. is painful. <laughs> cricket was painful. At, 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 least, at least you were getting paid fifteen hundred an hour. Um, Your wife does it for free. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, talk to us. Like, talk to us about that because that that is a bit. Mm. That's weird. It's the first time I've heard to, that. To a guy, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You would think, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe that you think that because, uh, you know, you, surely you know what guys are like. Now, I know you know what guys are like deep down. Yeah. Um, no, what, what you're like deep down. I don't think it's surprising that they want to talk and they want to unload and, um, you know, obviously there's an environment there that they do feel at ease and they do feel comfortable mm. um, to do that. It's more so, yeah, it's more so like you're saying, that 50-50 piece. And, the the and, ones that don't want sex. Or that, you know, half, half of people yeah. don't want sex. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I and care. they go there for sex. Mm. Yeah, I've got a client. They pay a lot of money. Yeah, they yeah. do pay a lot of money. Um, and all he we we did was talk about politics, and I'm quite interested in politics. So we would talk about, you know, um, politics, and and in the end, I'd say, oh, look, I'm just aware it's you know you've been here for two hours, and he said, oh, that's fine, it was lovely to see you, and then goes. Um, but it, the appointment, what, what, what people, what men or, and myself choose to do in the time is really up to the two consenting adults. And, you know, sex is sex is sex. To be honest, it takes two seconds. And, um, yeah, I just, it didn't always happen. You know, I used to do this yeah. little test in my head to see if I was seeing, like, say, four clients <coughs> in the week, how, how many I'd actually have sex with. Yeah. Maybe there'd be one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the psychology of man. I don't know what it is. I think that men just... Uh, one thing men do have in common is that they're terrified. Um, you know, and, and that's when you know you have the power in the room is when you open the door and the man, you can see the man shake, <laughs> literally shake. Was that, was that like Dan was about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one blushing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I, so it's always my job to make them feel very at ease. And so you have to bring them down very quickly with, you know, just being... Um, can't think of the word. Calming, which is calming, yeah. and um, you know, low maintenance, and just you know, I just yeah. wear jeans, or you know, they don't like the fancy thing. Yeah, they like jeans, so I, I open the door barefoot, and it's just you have to bring down the the, the nerves, for the anxiety, very quickly. So I'd be I'd be down to earth, very very down to earth, very quickly. And yeah. would it be like have a drink first up? Just yeah, you just have a drink, and they always say water, and then they hold the water like <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> shaking. <laughs> And then um, they always end up saying, I'm very nervous. And I'd say, don't be nervous. You know, what, what are you nervous about? And then we just talk and then it just blah, blah, blah. And then they just feel, my God, someone's listening to me. Yeah, okay. And it always used to make me laugh because, these, you know, these very powerful men that have just spoken in front of like 10,000 people and then they see you and they can't even hold the glass of water. They go to water, water. yeah. Mm. So. 
That's interesting. Can, can, yeah. So I was going to say, can I ask, because we've spoken a bit about um, $1,500 an hour, mm. um, more so out of curiosity, was there a time, I think you've said before, I think I've heard you say it wasn't about necessarily about the money for you, yeah. but was there a time where, like I, I, know, I can imagine the day that, you know, if there was a day that I woke up and I, there was something I could do for $1,500 an hour, I'd be trying to get as many of those hours as in I could a week and really just yeah. chase the money. Did you go through a period like that where you were going, right, 1500 X, you know, I'm, no, no, never. I never really had a goal, financial goal. Some girls do. Hmm. Um, I only worked enough to sustain a lifestyle. I didn't work, uh, you know, I didn't buy houses or anything like that. I didn't even used to work that much, but I'd work when I traveled mostly. So to Melbourne and Brisbane and I'd stay, you know, in a hotel for three or four days and I'd work. So, okay. and then mm. you go home with like X amount of money and you don't need to work for however long. So, yeah, I was going to ask a similar question. What was like your record week? <laughs> record week? <laughs> like, or just for money, like, <laughs> is that rude to ask? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just, just trying to... for money? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I mean, I'd, I've been away with clients. You charge them 20 grand for the week, you know, and it's, it's it, wow. again, it's 20 grand for just going to a hotel and sunbathing, or, uh, you know, and, and really not doing that much. And, and were there experiences week? as well? I'd imagine there would have been from some of the richer, more influential guys' experiences where they say, you're coming, I'm going to south of France on a yacht for a week. Yeah, I know. I never used to say yes to those because yep. I just, I went, I travelled with clients a few times to, you know, Los Angeles and stuff and I just, it's just not for me. I just can't be Samantha 24-7. Oh, okay. Um, I don't mind doing it for, for you know, a few days. Um, I charge 12 grand for a few days. Uh, that, that's probably my limit. That's big money. It's it an interesting money. question from we're three tradies and I reckon we sort of used to get paid about 37, 38 <laughs> bucks an hour on wages. Yeah, yeah. 50 bucks yeah. an hour. Male escorts can make good money. Can they? Is, no, it, is, no. there, is there much going on out there? Like, is that, a, is that a, like a thrive, like serious question? Is Thanks, that a, <laughs> See me after, I'll, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll hook you up. But is it, is it there's Times an industry tough. Inflation's a real thing. <laughs> yes, and actually one of my good friends is a male escort in, in Melbourne. Yeah, right. Um, so there are females out there looking for the same yes. thing. Yes. Yeah, right. Our females want sex more. than the, I found that with my male escort clients, the females are more sexual than my male clients. Yeah, right. Because they're not letting their emotions out like the guys are? Or we don't need to. We talk to our friends. And, yeah. You know, we don't they don't bottle it all up. Yeah. yeah. So when a woman typically, I've heard, when a woman books a male escort, it's just bang, bang, bang. And are, are oh, they, she's there for she's there for business, and then back to. And is that fifteen hundred an hour? No, they, they don't make as much. It's the only industry where women can charge a lot more than men. No, oh. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Yeah. Was there was there ever a, stip- a stereotypical kind of client that would book, and you go, ah, another one of these ones, and it might be, you know, the the Friday night sort of. Or Jono, Jono, yeah, Jono from the footy club. You know, I never used to work nights. It was mostly days. Um, I guess there's a sort of grey businessman that you wouldn't recognise if you'd seen him before, but he knows who you are. And so, yeah, look, no, you know what? No, there's no typical client. It's every man. Everyone's different. Every man, you know, like there's no normal client. It's such a whole spectrum of men. Yeah. Whole spectrum. To your point, what's typical, what's normal? Mm. There is none. There is none, yeah. Mm. But the older I got, the younger my clients would get. Yeah, so there you go. This, and I think for, for older women, this can be a really good industry um, because I thought when I was 30 or 40, I was over it. But 
You know, I could work till I'm 80 if I wanted to. My busiest girl in the agency was 64. So. <laughs> you, said, you said earlier, Amanda, that the, what you were hearing from the men was sort of pretty similar. Yeah, They say the same stuff, same stuff. Yeah. What is it? What's the common, uh, the common thing? They just start, well, they don't say we're starved of emotional connection. They just made it really, you know, obvious that that's, they didn't have any. Um, if they were married, they their marriages were pretty much over. From, from Bearing in mind, I'm only hearing about it from their point of view. Mm. You know, they have separate bedrooms, um, no sex, no intimacy at all, bit of resentment there as well. Um, yeah, and it's just, I just hear from the married ones that they feel like a walking credit card sometimes and, you know, they don't feel appreciated. And I also used to say, well, you know, how does your wife feel? Mm. Um, is there something that you could be doing? Yeah. Apart from spending your money on this course. <laughs> <laughs> Selfish prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the walking credit yeah, card. Yeah, you're yeah, dropping yeah. 15 yeah. hundred an hour. I know. <laughs> I, I used to think to myself, I mean, once this obese man said to me, his wife's put on weight. And I just thought, like, <laughs> I just, you know, some of the men used to piss me off in some of the attitudes. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, some men had lost their wives in accidents or, you know, cancer and... One, one, I'll never forget actually, one man in Brisbane, just, he came, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's sad, but he um, he came and just lay on the bed and just sobbed for an hour, just really sobbed. His wife had been having an affair with a personal trainer and left him. And Ooh. I just sat there on the bed thinking, God, you know, this it's not just men that do this, you know, it's women that do <laughs> mm. this too. And, you know, just, he, he, again, no sex, didn't even take his clothes off, just sat there and cried. Well. Do you, would he's, do you think he, his intentions were? No. No, nah, he just needed a vent. Oh, no, no. sorry. His intentions you. were to have sex, but he got there yeah, and they realised, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had clients whose children have organised it. You their know, children? Their adult children, yeah. There's one client who, who I love dearly. He's now passed away. Um, but his son took me out. His son was an accountant in the city in Sydney. And his son rang me and said, oh, look, I've read about you. And, you know, my dad's 80. And obviously he can't have sex, but he really loves women. He's really charming. And, you know, he's divorced. And so I used to meet this man in a hotel with his carer. His carer would come in. And the carer, would, I know what she Larry, was thinking. Larry, yeah, this is Larry. This is Susie. Yeah. Susie will be... Uh... <laughs> I used to come and go, why is she getting fucking $1,500 and I'm getting oh, yeah. $30 yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And all I have to do is give him a whiskey and sit and talk to him in my, in my bikinis or my, you know. And I, but anyway, I really loved this man. And when he died, um, they invited me to the funeral, which was so mm. beautiful. So, How long did that go on for? Like how long was were you... You know, Close I guess to a, a year, every yeah. every month or so. And I saw he when he first came, he was in a wheelchair, and he was like, but then he became, you know, then then he'd be on the stepper, and he'd put aftershave on, and oh, yeah. you know, he was very posh, and you know, he was like you know, from the packer days, and I really really loved him, and we, there was no sex, but we just sat there and he'd talk and. You know, he'd say, you were born to do this job. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he'd tell me dirty jokes. And he's very un-PC, which I loved about him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had no idea that his son set this up. None. He thought his carer had. Oh, right. <laughs> um, 
and I said tease him saying, "What would your son know?" Oh. Think of you? <laughs> he go, "Oh, they'd be disgusted." Oh, at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I got a phone call to say that he died, and I was actually I think about him a lot. Yeah, that was a few years ago. So I wanted to be like the mysterious woman in lace at his funeral. So, I, so you did go. Oh, you went. You, yeah, you went to the funeral. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. And someone said, Are "You going to a funeral or strip club?" And I just wanted to sit there and just everyone was going, "Who's that woman?" Yeah. At this very old conservative funeral. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Amanda, it sounds like. You know, it sounds like you found a little bit of a niche sort of in what men want, I yes. suppose, or you're actually voicing it a little bit. Yes. What does the future hold for Amanda? You know, is there is there is there some something something there? Marry some rich bloke and do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a plan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like Take a plan. up golf, yeah. marry some millionaire is about to die. I don't know. Yeah. Um I, I'm doing a coaching course with the coaching room. So it's NLP and, and leadership coaching. So I want to help people. N- neuro linguistics. Yes. Yep. Do you know that about yes, NLP? Yes. Yeah. I fucking love it. That, you yeah. know what? Oh, well, yeah. I, that sort of helped me back when I was younger, sort of messing up a little bit and stuff. And I went to a seminar, Christopher Howard seminar. I think he was. He was right. a bit of a NLP leader. And yeah, yeah. learning. It's so fascinating just learning how you brain and how it all works and stuff and how that yeah. you can make changes right you can make changes yeah it's up to you if you, if you understand how to drive it you can change yeah and it, i spoke to yeah. my coach yesterday who is the founder of the coaching room and he's my personal coach and i said to him i'm feeling so unmotivated you know i feel like i, was, I, I you know i don't know what to do with my life da, 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 da. and he said amanda i just hear you demotivating yourself <laughs> yeah. it's like i didn't even think about it like <laughs> yeah. that you know so it, it challenges the way you think yeah. we all have these frames and meta programs and so i'm doing that so that's an eight-month course and look i actually look i'd love to say i have the i don't know i'm working on this tv series um where my life rights have been optioned by Mondo Studio Films in Melbourne, um, and I, I, I actually don't know. And it is, it is, it, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's. I, I've never not known what I'm going to do. You, you're never tempted to sort of go with some of the ones that didn't want sex, the friendships, and keep some of those. Yeah, friendships I do. Going. I do still have those. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look, going back to Samantha would be easy. Yeah. You know, it'd be an easy decision for me. It'd be, it'd be easy to go back to that life, but I really, really don't want to and I really have to stay strong because even the other day I got an email from someone offering me seven grand for an hour jeez oh, no. it's like hard. fuck why I've just renovated my unit that could be <laughs> <laughs> stuff imagine the TV man was it can I ask was it in the beginning was there was I'm imagining there was a bit of a thrill and it was exciting and it was different and stuff as time goes went on did it become like a job in the end do you know what I mean yeah I got bored of it yeah. you know I didn't even shave my legs I couldn't be bothered <laughs> <laughs> I, I did as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see this test there's another test of mine yeah is not only how not to have sex but also to get away with not doing my nails my shaving my legs not putting makeup on looking really casual and men didn't give a shit how casual could I get 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 away with could I get away with (laughs) and you can get away with quite a lot because they don't actually care yeah really yeah if you turn up in your tracksuit they just want you to be there um so I was getting a bit complacent with it and I was probably oh yeah I mean like I've been doing it for 10 years I can't over it but I miss it a lot Um, and I still get requests like the seven grand guy um and it is tempting but I'm not going to do it because when does it stop? If yeah. it was 10? Okay. If it was 10? Is that how much you've got? <laughs> <laughs> you rustle it up. Oh, yeah. shit. We'll all chip in, throw the hat around, Benny. <laughs> no, I've got a funny story though. I've had said this before, I'll say it again. I got a phone call once from a young schoolboy who must have been... He said, do you see... I'm, I'm, I'm 17. I said, 
no. I said, but how did you afford $1,500 an hour? He said, I had a sausage sizzle at school and said it was for animal welfare. <laughs> <laughs> There's an entrepreneur. There's a young entrepreneur. You, you should get up on what the show, a There's a young entrepreneur. <laughs> so all these parents paying for animal welfare. It's just seeing Australia's top hooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Said, Good on him. He's Good a on him. I said, I said actually, I'm really impressed with your entrepreneurial skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the answer's no. <laughs> Sorry. Interesting. Underage. Yeah, I, I, man, I'm gonna. You don't have to answer it, but I, what's going on now is the big OnlyFans move. Yeah. And if you don't want to go and be back, Samantha, yeah. is that something you would no. think about or not? It's because it's a completely different world again to it's escorting. Just, yeah, it's look, I'm quite. I, I, what you mean, like naked OnlyFans and stuff? OnlyFans. I'm not on it, but uh, I just oh, say everyone, yeah, everyone yeah, makes yeah, money yeah, off yeah, it. Yeah, That's yeah, all. Yeah, I know. It's no OnlyFans only thing they talk of. <laughs> I've never met three saintly men in my well, life. Only what, Dan? Only yeah. fans. <laughs> Some friend told you. Some a friend. friend. Oh, no, I know what it's about. I obviously know what's I on it. The concept. Yeah. Um, but they're making money hand making over fist, right? Yeah, yeah well, like, Amanda, I mean, you're, you're saying you're seven, someone's offering you seven grand an hour. I'm hearing these people are making ridiculous shitloads. shitloads. Yeah. I was actually, I follow Roberta Williams online and she follows me and I know she's just set up her own, you know, Carl Williams. Yes, Roberta, yeah. Um, Instagram. Really? Only fans, yeah. Everyone's doing it. No, it's not really me. I never was into the whole nudity thing and, yeah. you know, I wouldn't inflict that on anyone, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could make a killing. You could make a killing on it. But it's out there, you know, and I've got a oh, family it's out there, yeah. to protect and, you know. And it sounds like it's never really been about the money either for yourself. You know, like you, you got on that great rate that you could have really like... made that rate up in my head. Yeah, but, but, you, you, but you were yeah. charging it and earning it and people were paying it. Pay, I couldn't believe they paid for it. <laughs> but you've never really looked to like supercharge, you know, supercharge it and never max out a Trying to figure out how many stuff. sessions a day you could Correct. get in well, like, as a, bloody, like personal as a trainer trainee, might do, As a yeah. trainee, they call you and go, you want to work Sunday, PK? Well, oh, it's double time, so I'll come. You no, know, like, I never... So you're trying to make money, but... You I know. turned more jobs down than I did. The it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I always said I didn't want to be the richest girl. I wanted to be the one who had the healthiest mental health. Mm. And I think if you if you work too much, you, you disassociate so much. And mm. it's not just sex workers, doctors, cops, you know. Mm. Everyone burns out. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, there's only so much emotional stuff you can take from someone. You know, the job isn't physically draining, unfortunately. I'd always say my single girlfriends would have way more sex than I would. But it's mentally, emotionally draining, hearing stuff. Hearing the problems. Mm. Which, you know, I don't mind. I'm honoured to fill that space for, to be in that space for them, but to carry the space. But, yeah, I was sort of, I got sick, I guess, of making other people happy and coming home and my life being a fucking and, disaster. And you've got a backpack full of yeah. dramas sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But my clients are very supportive people. I used to ring them crying about my own stuff. <laughs> so, uh, they've become good friends. Mm. Yeah. So it sort of went both ways a little bit. Yeah, it did with some of them, yeah. And sounds, I it sounds like you built good relationships did, along the journey. Yes, I did. And, you know, I, I got to the stage where, um, you know, if I had something going on in my life, well, I, would, I would speak to my clients about it. Or, you know, if I had a trouble with a boyfriend, I'd cry on the phone to my client, dump him, he's a bastard. <laughs> you know, so. And did you have a, a network of friends as well that you could always lean on? Or Yes, yeah, I've got fr good friends that I've had for 20, 25 yeah. years, but not in the industry. I've got a few people in the industry that I know and trust. But, yeah, unfortunately, it's a very competitive industry. And me being in the media as well, I think that ruffled a few feathers from people. Why would that be, though? I think I'm elitist, I, you know, um, or that... You know, and I guess I was elite. I guess I want, you know, because I, I charged the price yeah. I charged and, 
you know, and you're open about open it. Open about yeah, it, yeah. and I think you know you're always going to. Which is a bit off. taboo as well. Going back to when back in that it was a different time as well, right? Yeah. OnlyFans wasn't around then. So I'd be thinking it, it's a good thing for the industry though if someone's coming out and probably educating everyone about it. I think it's a new industry. You know, there's tall poppy syndrome as well, and um, yeah, and no, I've made some good friends, but I, you know, I got trolled by a lot of women as well in the industry, so I kept a distance from them. My story isn't their story. You would, know? would you say, looking back now, do you look back now and, and do you have any regrets, or is, would you would you would you do it again? Do you know what I mean? Would you? Would you I, I, I'm pretty sure you'd do it a different way, and you wouldn't do it so public, <laughs> from what from what you've said. But would you do it again? Would you, if you went back in time and, and you I had would. your time again? I would. I would. I really feel that you <clears> know, <throat> in general life, you live the life you're meant to live, yeah. and I've, you know, I know that I've helped a lot of people, and I reckon that's cool because. I think part of it in my for, yes. from outside looking in is because you waited until you'd lived your life yes. that you went into it with your eyes wide open. But to your point earlier, the younger girls, that's when if I asked them the same question at thirty eight or forty eight, yeah, I'm tipping you get a lot more. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do it because maybe they were, you know, they weren't they weren't ready for it or their eyes weren't open up to what they're actually yeah. getting into didn't have the experience to understand ex- what they were and doing the stre- and sometimes the strength, the strength i'm not yeah. saying just because you're young you don't have that strength some girls do but you build resilience through like yes you know, life's difficulties and stuff right yes. and if you're a kid you the chances of building that level of resilience just isn't there because you haven't right. had the life experience and you could have one bad experience and that would mm. ruin your, your perception of men forever correct when really it's not it's just that one person yeah um which is what i thought more people were, would you know the 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 lion's share would have a negative uh, you know connotation of men that have worked in the industry I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah. I can just speak. You know, I've had, I have been assaulted, but I mean, I've been assaulted in my real life more times than I have as a sex worker. I was assaulted once as a sex worker when I was just starting out, um, but I've been assaulted in, by, uh, sexually assaulted by men <laughs> way more than once in my life, and that's um, that's nothing to do with being. That's not that's not why I became Samantha. In fact, Samantha gave me more power. And I had the power of Samantha. I do, you know, as a woman, I think women have a power over men anyway. But I had, you know, I, I learnt boundaries as Samantha. And that's something I didn't have as Amanda. And I learnt to say no. And no is a full sentence. And I learnt a lot of things that, that the job gave me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And I just worry for younger girls that if they go into that job, they don't have, they're not equipped necessarily to deal with things when they go wrong. You know, yeah. because, you know, the, a, a very a common question I get is, what do I do if I feel unsafe? Well, you have to rely on your gut instinct. Mm. You know, you're never going to win a physical fight with a man. So you have to protect yourself before you get into the room. So you need to know what you're looking for before you agree to see someone. And and I think someone with a bit more life experience knows. Mm. 100%. That's, yeah, good advice. Um, Man, something I really picked up on then after Benny's question is yes. you've helped a lot of lives. That's pretty yeah. powerful. Like, And that's listening to people and... Probably helping them. Both both sides of the fence as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I went to a psychic recently and she said, she knew nothing about me, she just knew my first name and she said, um, she goes, I don't understand you, you're sexually drained but you're romantically dead. (laughs) And I thought, (laughs) well, that's right. (laughs) My love life is so shit. (laughs) And and then she said, you've saved 15 men from suicide, may I ask what you do for work? You're kidding. No, and I just thought, well, that makes sense because I have literally a few clients have rung me. Hang on. So she didn't know that you were. No, and this this is on Zoom. Mm. And I thought, that doesn't surprise me. And when I told her I was a sex worker, she goes, that's why you're sexually drained but romantically dead. 
you know, if there's no one in my love life, but I was probably yeah. up on me giving to, to men the whole time. Um, but yeah, I've talked men off the ledge, literally. Um, one man was going to kill himself and one rang me wanting to kill himself crying. So yeah, it, yeah, I, it has been an honour to help men and yeah. it's been an honour to help women as well. So I've seen women who have come from domestic violence situations or... Know, have lost their confidence and don't feel sexual. Their husbands have left him, mm. left them, and they've just lost their vavavum. So they become an escort. I'm not saying being an escort is a mm. <laughs> the only way, but they become a sex worker. And I see them physically, mentally change. They've got their own money, you know. So it has been it has been lovely to see that. Yeah, mm. yeah. it's good. Yeah. Mm. Have we uh, have we missed anything, Amanda? Is there anything worth? Sharing you don't want to know any missed? juicy stuff, or is this? Of course we don't. <laughs> 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 Bring it, come on! <laughs> Absolutely. I'm surprised at how PG the questions are. <laughs> <laughs> You're so saints, three of you. Oh, we're just trying to be. You've learned what brothels are. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. It's amazing. You've learned what escorts <laughs> yeah. are. You've only learned fans. what OnlyFans are. And we've learned that most guys rock up and fifty percent don't collect bucks. what they've paid for. Fifty percent. Mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's fifty percent. I probably just rattled that off in my head, but uh, more than you would more, think. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, more than you more would than think. What you think. Yeah, and I know it's, it's sad because I, you know, some clients have said, "Oh, I'm sorry. Do you see fat men? I'm fat," or you know, apologize for the color of their skin, and it just break my heart. Mm. Yeah. So. I was going to ask. I don't know if that's a shallow question or not, and it's not so much about the, them asking you, but like you need to. You, like for you to give them the experience that they're paying for, mm. you need to obviously somehow manufacture like yes. that you're in the you moment. Get to that place. You get yeah, like like that can't be bloody easy, right? Like especially it, you sex know, sex is the easy part. Is it? So even like yeah. the a big fella walks down, looks like he you know he's not his self care is probably not at the level it needs to be, and you know and then he's emotionally talking to you and you're thinking oh my god this guy like you know he's a bit on the nose yeah. or something like that when you find yourself in those situations they're paid a lot of money yes where do you go what do you do well first of all people who pay that money tend to look after themselves yeah, okay. um, top end of the market okay. also I find something beautiful about everybody so yep. I've had clients literally with no arms and no legs um, they've had their, you know um, or paraplegic clients and you find something beautiful about everyone and there is something beautiful about everyone I'd rather have those clients than the really good looking ones who think they, they're doing you a yeah, favour right. with their jackhammer um, <laughs> <laughs> by the two way, minutes no yeah, a minute <laughs> no woman likes the bang 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 <laughs> what do you think about that then and I'm like just fucking get out of there <laughs> or they say what would you like and I'd say leave the money on the couch <laughs> yeah. and just piss off actually is what I'd really like um so I've learned so much from the clients that have physically disadvantaged and it's taught me a lot of compassion. And uh, one of my favourite clients was a client who um, had no, literally had no arms and no legs and his carer came in to help him on the bed. And that guy, because there's nothing wrong with his mind or his brain, mm. I learned more from him and talking to him and it taught me so much about where my judgement is. Yeah. Mm. Um, those are experiences that you just can never you, – you, you, you can't buy those experiences. So, yeah, in answer to your question, can I, how do I have sex with ugly people? Well, the, is that how is, that's kind I of – I don't <laughs> have sex with ugly people because ugly people is not the way they look. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know, correct. It's the inner. Whether, yep. whether they're a dickhead or not. Mm. And even now in my real life, I, I actually don't uh, – uh, yeah, of course I appreciate good-looking men, but I don't necessarily have to date a good-looking man. I love uh, both actually mm. would be nice, nice, nice by anger looking. Ugly and rich will be. Yeah, no, I thought about rich. I'm only joking about the rich thing because um, 
As a sex bug, you have your own money. That's true. You don't need a man. For sure. (coughs) For sure. All right, boys. Are we done with the questions? Are we? No. Well, are we silent? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> are you boys? Done yeah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Have you finished, boys? <laughs> Benny finished. No, Benny, no, Benny finished ages ago. Yeah, we've got to over an hour, so that's all right. No, that's fantastic. No, no, nothing else, boys. How fascinating! Oh, I'm just blown away. It's yeah, fascinating. It's oh, I don't, genuinely yeah. is. Yeah. I and I think the coolest part is, so sorry to cut you off, Amanda, yeah. is how down to earth, how centred and how, how genuinely nice. Even like, not just saying now, like when you walk, we do this podcast every week. We've had some big names and some people come in and, and the way you walked in today. the, the way friendly. You, yeah, super friendly, super oh, soft and super, yeah, like it, it's crazy to, to think that you've lived this life. And then, and like you were saying, and, and you, no regrets at all. Like you said, if you look really look deep into it you've helped a lot of people as well both sides of the fence so young girls or girls that wanted to get into the industry you've helped them but you're then on the other side the the married guys or the disabled or whatever mm. it might be it's a pretty crazy story mm. so you're, you're a superstar you. for coming on that's really sweet thank you the the invoice in the post yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's going over now we over now? there's three grand <laughs> three. <laughs> no, we're no that's <laughs> awesome guys no yeah. it has been a really interesting chat to to see Behind the curtain a bit of what it's all about. No, you've been behind the curtain, PK. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're so That's why he's blushing. That's why he's blushing. He's blushing again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to pretend we've never met yeah, before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, man. Yeah. Uh, how'd, how'd you fucking know there was a curtain? <laughs> yeah. And you, Benjamin. Oh, no. Yeah, you're not going to Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. You can shut up over there, too. I can't believe you pretended you didn't know what a brothel was. I didn't know. I knew what a brothel was. We know what goes on. I didn't know the difference. difference. I didn't know the difference. I honestly had no idea between an escort and a brothel. Okay, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get ourselves in trouble Thanks again Amanda Please like, share, subscribe See you at the top Come on Stick around